Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons. Jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story, it's eight weeks away from election crisis 2020. And narratives are flipping and names are being called. And I think the latest thing was that... Trump knew it was going to be bad, that COVID-19 was bad, and he downplayed it to the rest of the world. But may I hazard a guess, anonymous sources say that in behind closed doors, he knew the truth, the truth being that... No, this is based on audio from him. Wow. Do tell. Yeah, he did a sit-down interview with Bob Woodward. Bob Woodward... From Watergate, yeah. long time ago. What he does now is he goes on CNN and and just says ridiculous, outrageous things. You know, he was a deep state guy. He was like in the Admiralty and stuff. Just he had the same yeah. job as Steve Bannon in the back offices before Watergate. Nobody ever talks about how he was an absolute inside job. Yeah, definitely. This bombshell story is an audio conversation. Trump did this sit-down interview with Woodward. He allowed Woodward to record it, so he consented to the recording. Now, mind you, Trump is well aware of Woodward. He knows who Bob Woodward is. He knows that his last book, Bob Woodward's last book was called Fear, Donald Trump in the White House. And Donald Trump talked about how it's fake news. He also gave access to people for that book, too. The reason I'm saying this is because... Trump was well aware that he was being recorded. He's well aware of what he was saying. So he's well aware that this would eventually be a news story that was some damning thing. And edited, right? I mean, he must have known that it was going to get... Yeah, I think this is part... I think that they're colluding together on this. No, I always think that. Here's what the audio, the damning audio that CNN is featuring... In it, Trump is discussing the coronavirus. Woodward's asking him some questions. And ultimately, Trump talks about how it's airborne, talks about how it's five times more dangerous than the flu. Of course, they are these are snippets of clips. They're not the full audio interview that I've listened to anyway. And this is what CNN has provided on their website. And then he says that he wanted to, he wants to downplay it. He'd rather downplay it. And this was back in March, I believe. He'd rather downplay it because he doesn't want to cause public panic, public outcry. And they're contrasting that with him at the time kind of downplaying it, him saying it's not, we don't need to shut things down yet. Even though I think he'd already shut the, he'd already closed things off with China or he claimed he to didn't downplay off. it. Right. He could have downplayed. He could have just fired Fauci. He could have downplayed it, but he didn't. And maybe this is a way to get a second wave of fear and panic by just, but just basically like tennis, just hitting the ball over the net and letting the other side carry it for a while. Or the way they do, I always think the way they do inflation is like they let the Fed do it for a while, then the European Central Bank does it for a while, Japan does it for a while. Just everybody can just inflate the COVID ball. Yeah, I think that this is part of the strategy that we've seen over the past couple of weeks to get vaccine resistant, quote, vaccine resistant Trump supporters to be open to taking the vaccine, to want to take the vaccine, because this illustrates this shows Trump acknowledging it to be as dangerous, at least the way that that it's framed as the media is saying it is. So 
that's kind of a new way that Trump was looking at it that might make Trump supporters say, oh, wow, this might be more dangerous than I thought. Then you combine that with the the vaccine flip that we've seen lately, which is Trump promoting the vaccine, saying it could possibly be out before the end of the year, hinting at it might be out before the election. Kamala Harris being called an anti-vaxxer, her saying she won't take Trump's vaccine because she doesn't trust it. So I think that there's a lot of stuff going on there. I think some of that is some reverse psychology trying to get Trump supporters on board with the vaccine. I think there could be two vaccines even. It would not surprise me if there's a vaccine that Trump supporters take and then a vaccine that everybody else takes. I don't know totally. which is going to be the, the I good always winner. thought there'd be more than one vaccines from the genetic engineering ones or gene editing one to maybe gender specific ones. But what I think might be happening here, one possibility, and somebody messaged me, maybe it was Kat Duckness or JB, messaged me and said, that if if people reject the vaccine, it could excuse extending the lockdown and the mask wearing. That's what so, Sanjay Gupta said last yeah. night on CNN. He said it's either going to be a vaccine or it's going to be mask wearing and social distancing. And And if you have the people who are against the social distancing and against the mask wearing going for the vaccine and the other people not going for the vaccine. Because if you get the Trump supporters who are anti-mask, anti to be anti-vax, you're they're not going to they're going to skip the vax and they're not going to want to extend the lockdown of the masks. So the left, if they took the vax, then there there'd be nobody who needed or wanted the mask or the lockdown. What you want to do is take the vaccines away from the people who said that would be the way they would stop wearing masks and stop supporting the lockdown. You know what I mean? There's no loss in bringing. They keep saying the end of this will come when we have a vaccine. That's that's going to cost them something because they want this lockdown to continue for economic reasons, for the Great Reset, for all that. And then you that way you get the wrong people to take the vaccine. You can keep going with the other stuff. But I I think there's at least that much to it. Yeah, and I then think, I have some other stuff too. I think that. that with hydroxychloroquine. It's clear that Trump advocated for it, which caused people who support Trump, who believe him, to try and get hydroxychloroquine. Now, hydroxychloroquine, I I was looking at hydroxychloroquine, too. I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm not saying that it's good. I think that it's definitely something that people should ask their doctors about if they are feeling symptoms of something because it could very well help. And I, they would never allow something like that to work to they were never allowed they would never promote something like that because it would just undermine everything that they've done and we wouldn't need a vaccine anymore so i'm not trying to discredit hydroxychloroquine or anything but the fact that they saw what would happen the way people reacted when trump promoted hydroxychloroquine now we see trump promoting a vaccine which could into they oh, could be yeah, hoping yeah, to have yeah. a similar effect yeah. on trump well, supporters we can the see that the things they're saying about the vaccine are what they're saying about the vaccine is this is Trump's rushed vaccine. We don't want to yeah. take it from a Trump corrupted government. Mm-hmm. We want to take it from the the trustworthy big pharma. Right. And didn't you say, did you say something about big pharma coming out? Uh, yeah, I have a story about big pharma I can tell you about after this. 
What's up, guys? With such uncertainty in the world right now, the best way to have true security is by growing your own food. And Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia, they got you covered. They offer garden supplies, vegetable plants, chicken feed, bird feed, farm supply, everything your garden or farm needs. They even host a farmer's market on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And right now, for Propaganda Report listeners only, they're offering 10% off of all online purchases at NeighborsFeedandSeed.com. Just type in coupon code PROP, P-R-O-P, all caps, upon checkout. And if you have any questions, give them a call at 678 678- 653-8838. Make sure to give Hank a shout out if you go by Old Neighbors <laughs> Feed and Seed. Ah, so funny. the vaccine makers are competing to make the vaccine in these vaccine wars right now. And they did something unprecedented yesterday as nine vaccine makers signed a safety pledge in the race for this COVID vaccine. The title of this public relations release was biopharma leaders unite to stand with the science the science i'm so tired of hearing this the science the whole thing upsets me because or there's there's a bigger principle here that i keep touching on and I think it kind of came together for me. You see all these failures of government. You see that they're discrediting the FDA. They're doing all they're The police are a disaster, like all this kind of stuff. They've completely overstepped their bounds with these this COVID lockdown. It's obvious it wasn't necessary. The mainstream media is talking about some of that already. So in classic government fashion, they take the failures of society and society is almost totally controlled by government at this point. So any failures have to be failures in the realm where government already controls. But still, in all classic government fashion, the government failures themselves give them an excuse to want to increase government control. It's just classic. It's crazy. So because of all these failures happening at once, multiple system failures in in all sectors, all of which are already touched by government, because all sectors are touched by government, as people evaluate, okay, we need to level up. We need to get more government. We need to maybe reach out to the UN. Like, I don't know what we're going to do, but we need more, more bigger now. But a lot of people are still thinking, people, and they are going to think, this whole thing with government, it's not worth it. They are literally making me worry about how I'm going to feed my kids. They're, I, I, gun sales have almost doubled since last year. People are, and, and what's government for? Ultimately, half the country, the half who still kind of believes in the founding principles, think it's for defense of some kind. So if, if they're, if people are in a panic, they're going to start thinking like there's a lot of really smart anarcho-capitalists out there, hardcore libertarians. The theories are there. The books are there. And when you read it and dig into it, it makes more sense, not less. People seem less crazy, not more. So you're going to have people who are thinking to heck with this. Like there's no reason for the government to even, you know, I need to finally question the existence of government the way there was a moment, maybe it was Luther, I don't know, or around that time, where people questioned the existence of God or the primacy of the church. And and prior to that, it was unheard of. It was almost, it was actually probably a sin to think about that at all. And here it's, you're really censured if you do not think, uh, if you do not acknowledge that government is a necessity, people will laugh you out of the room. If people are starting to think that now, though, starting to open their minds because their assumptions are being shattered. That's why I think that plays a big part in why we've, we've seen these horrible anarchistic, what they're called anarchistic riots and protests and violence, anarchy versus vigilantism. That is exactly what they advocate to do 
in these activism trainings when it comes to the battle of the story is undoing all of the basic assumptions that their target audience have come to believe to put them in a state of protest and unrest so that they can then take control of that story and create new assumptions. And control is the key because what they're saying, they want, they don't want you to question the assumption of your own autonomy and ability. We've heard like in the Rockman video that we made, we, and, and other things, we have heard them insist over and over again, not to think for yourself. If you come up against a question you haven't answered, ask them, don't listen to other people's arguments. It's very important that, that when there's a crisis, you they want you to look to them. And, yeah. and here's the thing about the, the unrest that they're fomenting, this so-called anarchism that they're bringing out, or even the vigilantes supposedly on the right, all of that is a reaction, is a solution within this system, which is makes no sense. It is it operates in bad faith and it's collapsing on purpose. They're making it collapse on purpose. They could have made it work, but they're making it collapse on purpose. And that is that's creating this crisis. And the anarchist, the anarcho-capitalist idea, the libertarian idea, Hayek's idea is that society is self-ordering. It is self-ordering. When you want something, you will build a road to the place where you get that thing. They will build a road to you for the apartment buildings. If if you need, that's how the Knights Templar rose, I believe, was to to oh, Kamala's and, group. Yes, and uh, and banking. They would write letters of um, what well, I don't know what they would call them, but they would say, okay, like I'm I'm the Knights Templar. I am going to escort you on this crusade. I'm going to protect you on the road. And when we get to the other side, I know merchants there who know my bankers in London, and I'm going to give them. I don't want to take cash or gold or whatever. I'm going to give them this piece of paper, and that is going to be validated. They know that I am a trustworthy person because they know my people in London, and I will give them that money. So these are all things that arose. Government didn't push down on us all the solutions to our problems. They they ex- uh, appropriated them, and that's where that's why this thing is a is a very false narrative of what it would be like without increasingly powerful governments. Yeah. To wrap up that vaccine developer story, in that press release, they emphasize, and they emphasize this all night on CNN last night and other networks and articles I'm seeing, is the reason that they're doing this is because they want to maintain their high commitment to transparency, ethical standards, and the scientific process with public concerns increasing about the process of developing vaccines. These processes will need to be evaluated even more, even more critically. And what they've seemed to do with this narrative is they flipped it. They have made questioning vaccines instead of questioning the vaccine makers and Bill Gates, they have shifted or transferred this, this idea to Trump. So yeah, there's problems with vaccines if a reckless president like Trump tries to rush one through, so now it's questioning a vaccine is because Trump is reckless, whereas the ethical and the ones that we can trust, and this is about public trust in our scientists and in our vaccine makers, these vaccine makers are showing they can put aside their competition and make this pledge because they care most about the public and the public's trust. 
And that's what this is about. It's about getting unquestioning trust. And I find it funny, and you did point out that these statements could be in every one of these press releases like this, but in this press release, all nine vaccine makers have a forward-looking statement. And their forward-looking statement at the end of the press release says, we caution investors not to place considerable reliance on these forward-looking statements contained in this press release. And then it goes on to say, this forward-looking statement in this press release speak only as of the date of this document, and we are under no obligation to update or revise any of these statements. So they just undermine any of this unified commitment they made right at the bottom of the press so release. So it's all bullshit yeah, is all they're saying. bullshit. Yeah. We would like to welcome our new mini-ad patron, Molly. She's also a patron saint and a big fan of the show, and she has a very important message she'd like to get out there. Molly wants people to know that there's a toxic heavy metal called gadolinium in the contrast injection you get when you get an MRI, and some people have a devastating reaction to it. You can find out more about that by looking into the experience of Chuck Norris and his wife, Gina, who, like Molly, are trying to raise awareness to this issue. Gadolinium is a rare earth mineral that's not found isolated in nature, yet because of MRIs, it's now in our environment and can accumulate in our bodies. The long-term effects of using this heavy metal in the millions of MRIs that are done every year are not yet known. Molly just wants people to know the risks involved in getting this injection and to learn more about the possible impact this practice may have on us all. Knowledge is power. So learn more about gadolinium in MRIs at Molly's website, www.mridye.com. That's mridye.com. Okay, one more quick thing to wrap that up. One of the vaccine makers that is on this public, uh, public statement they it says AstraZeneca. They had to halt AstraZeneca. Their, AstraZeneca. Thank you. They had oh. to halt their COVID vaccine trial after a study participant suffered a possible serious side effect. The fact that this is mainstream news, it goes to validate that statement in that we're being transparent. You see, we made a mistake and we're not going to pr- try to push it through. And we're also illustrating that if Trump tries to rush it through, it could be a problem. Trust us. We're going to go through the process. This is feigned authenticity, in my my opinion. Yeah, and I totally think it's orchestrated from the top for this other narrative yeah. now, flipping the narrative. It's all coming down to the election. There, The CDC said there would be a vaccine by the election. Fauci said there wouldn't. Uh, it, it's the implication are that Trump is rushing it for political purposes. People yeah. will die because of that. It's so funny because Fauci is the one who works for him, not the CDC. Yeah. So... It's just silly to think that this isn't all orchestrated, which reminds me of that thing you were talking about yesterday, that the Transition Integrity Project, which I didn't realize was in in June, they put a lot of resources into scenarioing that stuff out. And I think I, I people who heard yesterday will know, but I there it was the Never Trumpers and also people on the left got Podesta. together. Podesta, right. And they were talking about the different possible scenarios of a Biden landslide or Trump win or whatever. And my only point, which I neglected to mention yesterday, is that this I've seen this too many times now, the lockdown Rockefeller Foundation scenarios. Um, I noticed it with the 2016 election. It's clear they're doing it now. How do they decide, pick or ensure 
with any kind of disparate voting process in different states, which they are working hard to get rid of because I think they don't want to have to do it this way. But how do they ensure the outcome they want? Well, first of all, they control the parties to the point where nobody rises to the top of the parties to get into the elected electable position without having some fundamental things that they absolutely will do. In this case, it would have been COVID. Um, I'm sure 9-11 was on that short list, whatever. But but my what my takeaway from that finally is that I, I believe the way the mechanism for the conspiracy is is people like this think tanks, organizations, everybody I think is is kind of backslapping in bed together at a certain level. Most people are just getting along to get ahead in their own organizations or with the people they think it's super cool to hang out with, or maybe they have political aspirations, not going to rock the boat. But in any case, they, whatever, they let some things, they let the scenarios play out in the real world, I think, this is my working assumption now, and they are just ready for the different eventualities. That's why they spend so much money on these scenario things, and that's why they can take a step back in order to move forward, they can have what they can chase people out of L.A. just to rebuild it and bring people back later. They can do a lot of things that aren't super simple, upfront, totally controlled, which is why it's a little bit less predictable, because they don't even really know the outcome. They just know what to do to get to their end goal, regardless of which route they have to take. Yeah, absolutely. They stay flexible. They maintain that flexibility yep. as something Edward Bernays and really all of activists as well when you look Alinsky. at the activist trainings that you have to maintain that flexibility and reading through that document there's a 22 page document it's called preventing a disrupted presidential election and transition from that initiative it goes even further than that than that indivisible email that i went through yesterday and calling for an uprising calling for an uprising the their takeaways the concept of election night is no longer accurate and is indeed dangerous so it's dangerous to say that the election night so we're not so 60 days from now or whatever the actual number of days is that's that's dangerous to think that that's when we're going to find out because of the the vote by mail and then it goes on to say that a determined campaign has the opportunity to contest the election into January, and then it talks about it anticipates lawsuits, divergent media narratives, attempts to stop the counting of the ballots, protests drawing people from both sides, Trump and governors trying to get cut governors to do illegal actions. I mean, this is inciting something. Oh, that's so weird because that was that particular example was what they said to Stacey Abrams during the debate when she was running for governor, which I mentioned yesterday. Remember, we yeah. were just like, why do they keep asking people? And then that Lara Would you Logan defy piece. The order? Yeah, that Lara Logan piece earlier from last week, I think it might have been, where she said she points to all of these signs that we've been like, hey, what is this pointing to? Because just about everything crazy when the Pentagon says uh, Trump is wrong or I would never follow an order that wasn't consistent with X, Y, Z or when they asked Stacey Abrams. And actually, there was a whole slew of debates where they asked people that question. Yeah. And I'm thinking like governors don't take orders from the government. Now in the Corona times, it looks like they're they're trying to lockstep is happening across countries, across districts and up and down and across branches of government. That is all happening. And it seems like that was all feeding into building up a legacy to make whatever happens plausible it's why i was so worried when the secret service kept getting so much bad press with obama as president i just kept saying 
they are not building up a legacy of Secret Service incompetence for for nothing. They're doing that because they want to be able to, if that scenario arises, they need to be able to point to some chain of events that made it plausible that Secret Service would fail. Similarly, they want to make it plausible that there's... Um, a coup might happen, but but I'll tell you, it's and not normalizing like they, it, like they talk about yesterday in the indivisible email, normalizing the idea that yes. election night is not when the votes are going to all be in. Yeah, and it's like predictive programming; it softens you up in that way, and it gets you ready. And I I still don't think they care who wins. I mean, if we're talking the Bill Crystal crowd, he he has an agenda that is completely above the parties. And I, I, I'm sure you or whatever, many people disagree with that. I don't I don't think if they really. It's like Bernie Sanders. Ultimately, he will not stand in the way of war. Yeah, know? it cuts a deal every time. Yeah. So they know that they can get more out of Trump than they could out of Hillary because there would be too much resistance to Hillary from the right. Trump was great because he uh, he was a patriot appeasement project to quote Max, the Australian. Anyway, so I just I, I don't I think they have their preferences, but they can work with anything, and that's what they're demonstrating with these scenarios. Absolutely. It's the improv principle. Everything that's given to you, you treat it as an offer and as though it were gold. Are you ready to try CBD products and see why so many people swear by everything from CBD oil to body lotion to muscle rub? TrueHempscience.com is at the ready with the highest quality products. They developed over decades in the business and a lifelong pursuit of nutrition, health, and spiritual well-being. They are eager to introduce you to the CBD experience and so confident in their products, they offer a 30-day money-back guarantee and a special offer for Propaganda Report listeners. To learn more about their company, their passion, and their products, go to truehempscience.com slash propreport. And I have a big shout out to a patron saint, Austin. He wants to use his shout out to raise awareness for Donor C, D-O-N-O-R-S-E-E. I hadn't heard of this before. Donor C is a platform. It's a website and app for giving to charities around the world that it vets and provides transparency through video and photo updates for every project you give to. Another cool thing about it is that it's structured for um, as a for-profit endeavor so that it doesn't have to deal with all the government regulations that a nonprofit that's actually pretty clever because it probably doesn't make profits so what different you know you don't have to be a nonprofit you don't actually make any profits you're not going to pay any taxes or anything and um it says it it goes around those government regulations and it gets money to the charities on the ground much faster so check out donor c d o n o r s e e that was uh, a generous and selfless donor use of c shout dot out. is it dot com yeah donor c dot com d o n o r s e e donate Great. today yeah, see your it. impact awesome. come out tomorrow oh, the cute baby all right, all right fantastic thank you so i wanted to tell you what is happening in houston what? Somebody tweeted this at me. It was like a press conference. I must have been the governor. I don't know the governor. Oh, no, it must have been the mayor of Houston. It, uh, they are randomly picking addresses. I'm already skeptical. Of people who are going to go to your house. So I don't like the censor people coming to my house. I don't want anyone having access to my doorstep. But I think that there's a federal law. They have to, you have to like have a post box, a mailbox. You have to have access to your property. I was trying to confirm that 
it just got a little too much um, red tape to read through. But they have access to your house and they are going to come up to your door if you're randomly selected, ask you questions about yourself and your family, about signs and symptoms of COVID. They're not going to ask your social security number or anything like that. And they're going to ask you, emphasize, ask you to volunteer for you and your family to give blood samples. Why? COVID, man. That's what happens in Fun World, that television pilot I was in. They <laughs> oh, come no to your way. door and they, do, they stick so you with a prick and they take your blood. And your no DNA way. sample. Fun, that's why Fun World didn't get picked up. That was one of it's the ahead of was, its time. I mean, it was so freaking scarily true. It really was. But it's so up my alley, like ridiculous sci-fi humor, dumb humor. I just loved it. Yeah, What? so it doesn't say they just want to come up and they just go, oh, we want to check you for some COVID. And yeah. would you mind volunteering to give us some yes. of your blood? Yeah, all I saw was the was the clip of the presser and that's all it was it just stopped right there i uh, maybe he went on you know maybe he went on to explain it in a way that wasn't so horrifying i'm just he wondering if you're gonna walk down was... the street and you're gonna see somebody standing outside on their porch with an iv drip is the guy gonna have the the equipment probably, there it's to draw probably the blood? Like a, a blood donor van probably he said it was he did say it was voluntary but it's just so crazy whereas what's happening in australia is whack i mean Everything it's voluntary, but when someone shows up to your door and if they can communicate something to you in a way that yeah. puts you in a state of fear, if you and give them incentive, if you let us take some of your blood, then maybe we can help you out in case you are positive. And they could make the absolutely valid claim that the more if you have a truly random sample you it does not have to be a very large sample. So if they truly randomly sample people and every single person in that random sample contributes the sample, that will make it a much more accurate study. Now, if people then self-select, then you have if all Republicans say no and Republicans are the ones who are out there protesting and are, have a higher rate for COVID, it will blow up a study like that. As a matter of fact, it's virtually impossible to get a truly 100% participation random study. Yeah. So it's it's really... I, I, I didn't hear anyone say anything about it being anonymized, as they say, but my guess is you couldn't count on that either. That they would maybe write down your address... If my neighbor is on the porch getting blood drawn from what looks like a government worker, I won't be answering the door. You're grabbing the the bug out bag? Yeah. (laughs) There'll be nobody home. Uh, Speaking of bug out bags, should I tell you about the Sturgis thing or what else you got? Tell me about the Sturgis thing. Sturgis, South Dakota's motorcycle rally every year. uh, I always thought it was like a strictly Harley thing. My brother had a Sturgis model. But I think it was a sportster. It was bike called the Sturgis after that rally. And I think it was Mike Drop who told me earlier this year, a couple months ago, oh, they're going to blame the COVID spread on Sturgis. And then since then, people have said to me, see, Sturgis came and went and nobody blamed nothing. Don't worry about it. Yesterday, I saw a, a uh, an article that said 20% of all new COVID cases in August were were directly linked to the Sturgis rally, and it cost $12 billion. So it's cost the system $12 billion. 
And the governor of South Dakota said... Do they, give, do they tell you how they get to that number? Or they just the throw it? Let's just add uh, 12 billion, we'll say. Not to mention, I mean, there are two things about it. It's like that, which I'm, I did want to, I'll tell you real quick. And then the other thing is, that's how, that's how, you know, they want you to have, they want to control your behavior in one of two ways. They want to say, one, your behavior is costing us money. And because of Obamacare, we get to control you. And the other thing is, your behavior is putting other people in in danger so it said like the headline i read said people were just exercising their their liberties and then of course like the unspoken sentences but that affects me i have a say in what they do but that we have a system for that it is tort law and if you are reckless and you can actually be proven to have caused this problem recklessly you will be have to pay for the consequences now the governor of South Dakota said this this study was ridiculous, and it was. It was like based on how many people, based on tracking people's cell phones, their phone numbers to see if their phone numbers weren't of the local area, how many people from the local area was at, were out and about compared to normal, and then what the response, what the COVID rates were in the places that Sturgis attendees came from and went back to. So there's a lot of variables there in that, yes, if everybody who went to Sturgis was a Republican, then and all and they all live in Republican nominated places and Republicans don't obey rules and rules work, you know, those are highly correlated factors that have absolutely nothing to do with causation. But I was really skeptical or uh, a little head scratching when I tried to figure out who paid for this study, where it came from. It was something called the Deutsche Post Foundation, and the arm of it that financed this was called the IZA, which I guess is German for the Institute of Labor Economics. So it's some, and and the overarching Deutsche Post Foundation focuses on labor markets, the environment, and inequality. So why they're dealing with, you know, they were, they they obviously have a social agenda they're trying to foster. They pay people to do these studies. They probably tell them what they want to see. That is not unusual. Yeah, I don't think that you're going to come back with uh, results that counter the narrative that that group wants to push forward. <laughs> right. And that's what the governor is being yelled at for saying. And climate inequality, all of that stuff, they are trying their damnedest to intertwine coronavirus with all of those narratives. Inequality because it you, affects minorities more. Uh, climate change, climate change could potentially cause it. Maybe I just know they're trying to link the climate change idea in. I have a big smoking gun on that for the patron fifteen. Fantastic! I look forward to hearing that. You guys can find your drive time news blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that we post every time that we post a DMB, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and become a patron. We will talk to you guys in the patron 15 or tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day.